I'm prompted to say something about Pixar's new film Soul because I absolutely loved it. I thought that it's not just about music, it's not just about soul, it's about meaning and in particular its genius is that it subverts so much that is taken to bring meaning, taken to bring soulfulness both in the self-help world and actually in the religious world as well. So with possible spoiler alerts, here's something about why I feel the movie captures that. The briefest of plot outlines is that it features a chap called Joe Gardner, who is a music teacher, and he gets a great breakthrough one day, and in his elation, forgets to look where he's going, falls down a manhole cover and enters a coma so deep that his soul becomes detached from his body. And he finds himself on the stairway to heaven, but isn't yet ready to die because he wants to deliver his great breakthrough, not just be promised it. And so much of the film is about him trying to return to earth all that happens in the first few minutes. Um, but he finds himself in what's called the great before, as opposed to the great beyond of heaven. And there he meets unborn souls who are preparing themselves for life on earth. And this is what takes him on this journey of discovery about the nature of soul and about the nature of meaning. The great before is itself pretty interesting to reflect on what Pixar is showing here. Um, it's not really like the bardo states of the Buddhist imaginary, these kind of in-between zones, in-between one life and another. Um, neither is it like the Christian idea of the pre-existence of the soul, which is itself actually quite a controversial idea. Um, early figures like Origen were declared heretics for contemplating the immortal nature of the pre-existent soul and Christianity has a slightly uneasy notion that we're kind of in the mind of God um, before our conception that then becomes infused with our soul at some point. In The Great Before, the souls of the Pixar film are being made ready for life on earth. They're being given their character, if you like, and their spark. Um, it's a place where you might say transpersonal elements of ourselves are infused um, that will shape our life on earth as much as nature or nurture might shape our life on earth. It gives us the kind of stuff of our personality. Although very interestingly, the souls in the great before don't have names. They're known only by numbers. And in fact, the entities that look after them don't have names either. They're angel-like figures. They certainly have the kind of purpose and drive of angels and also the kindness. Um, one angel describes itself to Joe as a kind of amalgam of the quantized fields of the cosmos in a form that the feeble human mind can understand. Um, and it does give itself a name, Jerry, but it's a generic name, Jerry. They're all called Jerry. Um, it's a moment of wit, but also wit in the sense of intelligence, wisdom perhaps, because the unborn don't, you might say, know their name. And Joe, hoping to make his name in music, 
is a first indication fairly early on in the film still that this is about exploring more deeply what meaning might be about. It's not actually about making your name, it's about discovering your name in some much more profound sense. Now this I think is where the film really does start to take on some of the nostrums of our age. Um, it might be said that the meaning of life is discovered in finding your thing, or putting your 10,000 hours into your gift, or seeking peak experiences, or having some clear purpose, or fostering your heart's desire, or entering flow states. Um, in fact, flow states are explicitly critiqued in the film, where Joe meets someone who explains to him that actually lost souls are quite like souls that are in flow states, because both of them have become addicted to what they believe to be true, whether that be their own worthlessness or that which exclusively makes life worthwhile. And in that addiction, they become detached from life, and so don't live life more to the full. By this stage in the story, quite a few um, common understandings of what, about what gives life meaning, purpose, what brings happiness, are being quietly undermined, and you're starting to wonder quite what the film is going to tell us, what Joe is going to discover. And if I were to sum that up in a word, it would be the notion of education, but education in the broadest possible sense. It's a word that the ancient Greeks had for it that captures some of it, which is the word paideia. And at heart, it's a ability to commune with others through common and garden love, kindness, sharing. Um, Joe starts to become more aware of how his family and his friends and his pupils love him. And it's that kind of communion that begins to foster this paideia, this broader education. Um, but more profoundly, it's also a communion with nature, with, co with the cosmos, with the gods even. Um, it's realising that he can polish the mirror of his own soul so that it reflects more and more the soulfulness of the world around him, material and spiritual. Um, it's about building an inner microcosm that reflects more and more truly the macrocosm of the world. And the stuff that he's given through nature, through nurture, through his transpersonal pre-born preparing for life on Earth, becomes the stuff, the particularity, out of which he can receive not just more, but in fact can receive it all through this process of participation, of reflecting, um, of joining in the dance. It's this expression that William Blake had when he said that we must learn to kiss the joy as it flies, and then we can keep receiving more and more of life as it flies past us, rather than trying to bind to ourselves the joy, um, the more possessive approach, which can't hold on to very much at all, in fact, and so leads to dissatisfaction. It turns out that this is a kind of desire that becomes a remembrance of the tremendous of all that is already, as opposed to feeling you don't have it already and so somehow must try to grab and cling on to it. Um, it's a kind of mindfulness that is a remembrance of the present and that it's through the present 
that all this can be perceived. It's not in the past, it's not in the future. Those things will elude us. But what's happening now, in fact, is the portal is the gateway to life in all its fullness. It's a kind of knowledge that it's not about building technology or even building skills like being able to play music, tremendous as those really are. It's the kind of knowledge that can contemplate what is around and about and so enter into this communion with it. The ancients actually called it theurgia, which means the work of the gods, and they taught music to this end, in fact, um, as well as participating in feasts and rites and pilgrimages um, and debates as well, all to foster within us a felt sense of the fullness of life springing up from within. C.S. Lewis actually caught some of this in a talk he gave on music when he said that music transposes meaning into us. It's not meaningful in itself as such as channeling theogistically more to us. And it does that because it spans worlds, he realised. It's both on the one hand physical, in the acoustics of musical notes, the vibrations on the air, but also it has this ascetic and spiritual quality, emotional quality, which is known in the harmony and the melody, in the way that music is put together, the meaning of the music. Now that isn't physical, it couldn't be captured by um, acoustic devices, um, but we definitely hear it, we definitely experience it. And because music so immediately spans these worlds of the physical and the aesthetic, it also spans the worlds of the material and the spiritual, and so conveys our multi-dimensionality to us, that we're not just one-dimensional creatures, um, but that we do live in more than one world. And that theogistically opens up to us when we listen to music. It's why music is so incredibly powerful. It's the soul of music, you might say, that Joe begins to understand in its deepest possible sense. Now, the film touches on all sorts of other matters as well. Um, one that's particularly fascinating is how this world is itself ensouled. And this is a deep debate, certainly in Western wisdom traditions. Um, certain groups, such as the Gnostics, um, believed that this world wasn't ensouled, but rather human souls become entrapped in it. Um, if indeed human souls descend into it completely. Some Gnostics believe that we are sort of split when we're alive in this world, with our souls remaining in heaven whilst our bodies are on earth. Um, but most Platonists and early Christians um, believed differently that this world was fully ensouled, um, that it could be therefore a school for life in all its fullness, that it was sacramental, that it shone with divine light even as we can know ourselves as shining with divine light as well. That when we say, oh, I am Joe saying, I am Joe in the film, he realises that it doesn't depend on his abilities, his skills, his chances, his opportunities, um, all the stuff that life's meaning is often taken to be. It just rests on his capacity to know the present, to know his eyeness to experience the divine radiance in the smallest things around him. And then music and meaning and purpose and so on follow. Um, but from these minimal present things that actually are the maximal sense of life, 
Wrong. So in the film, Joe discovers that he has what he needs, in fact. He doesn't need to hope for more. He doesn't need to feel that life might be on the edge of failure the whole time. He doesn't need to turn to peaks or flow states. Um, he doesn't even, in a way, need to practice. He just needs to turn to himself, to be awakened to who he is, to who is around him, and to perceive the world aright by remembering by recollecting what life is. Um, his pre-existence, as figures like St Bonaventure wrote, puts in our deepest souls a kind of memory of the divine life. It's why Augustine said that our hearts are restless until they rest once more consciously in the divine. So I think Pixar's film, Soul, is not just a great tale, very witty, very entertaining, you know, brilliantly made, as you only expect from Pixar, but actually is really quite a profound essay on the nature of soul, pushing to one side various misconceptions about soul and driving really to the heart of it.